so glad to have you with us now for Until All Have Heard from the Far East Broadcasting Company. Our host is Ed Cannon. Ed is president of FEBC. And as we've talked recently, you are just back from, at the time of this recording, from Ethiopia, where there was a conference for the young leaders of FEBC scattered around the world. They all came together. It had to be a tremendous time. Oh, it was. And and, and pouring our hearts into these people who are going to take over the organization when we're long gone is something that I've been dreaming about for years. Hmm. And we're now have it, we have it going. It was a wonderful conference. One of the greatest blessings of the conference, though, Wayne, was we hosted the conference in Ethiopia to make it easier for our African staff yeah. to be able to attend because it's so difficult okay, for these guys. I wondered guys. about why that location. It's so difficult for our African directors to get out of the country. So hmm. we had it in Ethiopia to, to invite them. And I have to tell you, Wayne, in the FEBC programs we've been talking about, Asia and China and, mm-hmm. and India for decades, but we don't talk much about our African countries. I wonder if our friends even know that we're in the continent, on the continent of Africa yeah, with well, FEBC. The, well, I can tell you, they're going to know after today's program. Okay, all right, good. Because one of the people at that conference was a dear man who I really was inspired by his talk. His name is Thomason, and he is from Chad, one of the most difficult countries mm. to proclaim the gospel. There is a lot of difficulty in that country. But here's a guy, never stops smiling. He has the joy of the Lord deeply ingrained in every cell in his body and capable and talented and hardworking and never for a second uh, slowed down by the obstacles that mm-hmm. that country puts before him. So I'm going to welcome our guest now, Mr. Thomas. Via Zoom. A gifted speaker of God, quite a musician as well. I well, love the cherry on top of all this is his voice, huh? Welcome, Thomason. Thank you, Ed. Thank you, Wayne. It's an honor to be with you. And uh, well, this is something I would have never dreamt of actually being on the show with uh, Wayne Shepard and Ed Cannon. This is praise God for that. We never dreamed we'd be on with you. Yeah. (laughs) And honestly, Wayne, I'm going to tell you the truth of, of it is. The celebrity on this program is yep, Thomas. That's, that's right. Yep. We, oh, no. God's doing great yeah, things no. through this man. We, uh, we want to learn about that. The Lord Jesus. Yeah, the Lord Jesus. You're <laughs> yep, right. Yep. We are, uh, you know, we have the opportunity to speak to the people here in America through this podcast. Uh, but mm-hmm. we want to speak about the great things that you're seeing the Lord do in a most difficult place, Thomas. And so tell us a little bit about how you got started in ministry and what you're doing through the radio there in the country of Chad. Thank you so much for the privilege. And uh, well, I think it's a long, it's a long story, which I will try to make it uh, short and simple. I came to the Lord when I was uh, a, t- a teenager. I think I was I was about twelve when I when I get connected to to the gospel, and uh, I went through my high school with uh, the, the joy of the Lord, playing music, leading worship until. I went to West Africa Advanced School of Theology in uh, Lomé. From there, I got connected to the radio ministry. I started uh, learning from radio in uh, in Lomé with uh, what we used to call La Radio de l'Évangile, which is in uh, in Lomé. And then after that, I went to the U.S. and I start uh, I started communication because my vision was to start a, a radio ministry in my country. I knew the power of radio, and I. I was I was so decisive. I mean, I wanted to have everybody listen to the message of the cross to the radio. Hmm. So after that, I came to Chad in 2005, but I could not start because the condition was so difficult. 
to this day, there's no electricity uh, permanently. We used to live in the dark and we still live in the dark. And uh, so I went back to Togo, spent a few years. My wife is from Togo. I stayed there and then I came back here in 2010 and I started a church because I knew uh, the, the, the need for the gospel is great in Chad. I started doing evangelism on the street and we started a church with three people. And then it grew to seven, 24 people. And then today we have about 500 people gathering every week, listening to the gospel in that church. And then the church become like the backbone for the radio ministry. We started having a transmitter. And then we had, uh, with the help of our friend, our brother, Dr. Yuri from South Africa, we managed to have um, the, the antenna, I mean, the tower, and then the radio started like that. And it, it was just like coincidence with the moment COVID came to power. I use that word in, on purpose because COVID was such a powerful thing, which was scaring to everybody. And then we had everybody staying at home, no television, no electricity in this country. The only option was radio. <laughs> and the church needed that. So every day on Sunday, we would feature at least 16 preachers. Every day from six in the morning to six in the evening, they would be preaching one after the other. And so everybody had the opportunity to listen to the gospel for the whole day. And that went on for a whole year. And that, that is why I told my friends in Addis Ababa that COVID was our best partner. <laughs> so this is about the issue of, of my involvement with the radio. And at the same time, knowing the need for the, for the gospel to be spread in my country. Uh, since I have a little background in theology, I had an underground degree in theology. I started a Bible school to train uh, ministers, and I had 11 of them who graduated, and they were uh, ordained into ministry this year in June, and they are in charge of six churches in, in Jamena here. Our, our audience target is about 2 million people in the city. This, this would sound very little uh, compared to great places like Nigeria or Ethiopia, but 2 million people for Chad is about the one-tenth of the whole population to whom we minister every day from, uh, from 9 in the morning to 5 in the evening because we don't have enough capacity to have the energy, I mean, the, the power source to go yeah. beyond the six, yeah. seven hours a day. Wow. Wow. So this is the story, Wayne. What, what, what broadcaster in our world, Ed, could claim they have one-tenth of the country listening to them? <laughs> That's exactly what I thought when you said that. I think uh, Moody Radio, where Wayne and I were so, uh, well, we spent so much time of our life there, is a great broadcasting organization. But if they could get 1% yeah. of the Chicago listening audience, that's a, that's a great number. You have 10% <laughs> in a country that's almost entirely Muslim. Yes. They object to the gospel. I've seen your facilities. I've seen your facilities. They're not luxurious by any standard. They're fighting with constant power outages, constantly having to generate power and, and struggle with this sort of thing. It's very hot there. It's not a pleasant environment to live. So you have touched our hearts, brother, mm -hmm. with what you were doing. Yeah. And I do have a question for you. So you've explained a little bit about the situation in the country there and the difficulty of, of putting radio together. 
what sort of content is the most effective to the people? Is it storytelling? Is it direct preaching out of the Bible? Is there some section of the Bible that is that is the most effective to the people of Chad? Do they like Revelation or the book of Acts or the book of Matthew? Tell us a little bit about how your content uh, decisions are made. That is a great question, um, Ed. The thing is, like I was saying, we had our best moment during COVID and people were scared. Mm. We needed to bring them a message of hope. Mm-hmm. We need to bring them the gospel to its fullness. Uh, and, and they were listening to how Jesus was able to heal the sick, to raise the dead. And they were able to see how Jesus extended his love and compassion to those around him. So those kind of message touch the heart of the people. Even those who are not Christian would listen to the radio. Mm. Recently, when we were going to Addis Ababa, one of my presenters told me that he was at the market and here are a group of Muslims gathering to listen to my show at mm. 1 p.m. And they gathered around a cell phone to listen to that show. Mm. Wow. In the in the market, in the middle of the market here in Jamena, they were listening to that thing. And the way I present the gospel, I will go from our current situation. Everything which makes our daily story is what I put into the into the show. And I would I, I would I would teach what I call the sound doctrine. Uh, I, I I say it in French, la scène doctrine. And this is the, the highlight of our, our ministry. Every day at 1 p.m., no one wants to miss that thing because we raise issues which are of the day and we lead it through the Bible and we turn the direction of the people to listen to what God wants them to know uh, as far as the situation is concerned. This is one part of it. And the other preachers who come, they would, our, our objective when when we started, we, we thought we would be preaching to the unrich. And then we realized the church was not ready for that. Because in a week, we'd have about a, a thousand phone calls and SMS. Whoa. And then when we need pastors to take care of those people, they would say, I'm not ready. Oh. I don't have the resource to take care of the, of the saved. So we decided to turn our preaching and our teaching towards the church, to prepare the church to be ready for the harvest. Because uh, the, the, the country needs to listen to the voice of God, but there is no one to preach it on a grand scale. Mm. So we, we had to, to shift, and, and the teaching would go, like I said, from every our daily condition of life and highlight it with what the Bible says, mm-hmm. the, the opinion of God regarding the situation that we face. That's really good to know because, as we've said many times, the strategy is different in different countries. Yeah. Here's a strategy that's right for Chad. Uh, Thomas, and I understand you call it Radio Shahada. Did I pronounce that correctly? Right, sir. What does that mean? Shahada means witness, testimony. It's, a, it's an Arabic word which I've been using when I was uh, doing music full-time. I I, I, I called my company Shahada Music. And then when I came back here to Chad, I realized the witness, the testimony part of the gospel is what we need to present to the nation. So I kept the same name, and I call it Radio Shahada 105.9 in Jamena. What a wonderful witness, (laughs) right? Just hearing that word is beautiful to me, and knowing the meaning— and now I, I see this sign when we had a picture 
at our leadership conference with uh, Thomason in the picture and a big banner that said Radio Shahada with the FEBC logo. And it was yes. really a great uh, – it was a witness to my heart yeah. that FEBC – And if I may add, yes, uh, yes. Ed, if I may add, that, that banner you saw, uh, we took it from a meeting which gathered 5,000 Christians on a stadium to pray a whole night vigil. All and night. this is mm. under the leadership of Radio Shahada. We did that three times already since we started broadcasting in Jamena. Wow. We were able to gather all the churches and they would come. They fill the stadium. We sing, we pray, we preach all night. And it was so powerful ministry throughout the night. And the recent one, the one we, we, we made before we, we, we met in South Africa, we held it on October the 7th through the mm. night. And mm. it was so great. Mm. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm going to take a risk here, friend, and, and sure. sort of challenge the United States just a bit. Here's a country, Chad, um, very difficult place for Christians, largely a Muslim country. And he just told us that they had a gathering, which was not only interdenominational. There was many denominations represented. They were all they were Christian people. But there was 5,000 attended and they prayed all night. Wayne, can you imagine no. a radio station here in the United going. States I can't, no. <laughs> calling people together to pray in all branches, all denominations of Christian faith, and asking them to stay all night and pray for the furtherance of the gospel? How successful do you think you'd be? We've got a lot to learn, don't we? We have a lot to learn. And I'm going to tell you what, this man really inspires me. What I heard him talking about, their commitment, their passion— the staff that they have there, the stories that they tear, the fearless approach to broadcasting the gospel in a place where we've had stations burned down by the mm-hmm. people there and and transmitters destroyed because they hate the gospel. It has never slowed these people down. There's so much more to this story than we have time to tell here today. How can we pray for you, Thomas? And what, what's number one on your heart and mind? The number one priority for prayer is here. We need to have the support of the Holy Spirit to continue preaching whatever would happen. This is, this is what we need. This is the main thing that we dearly long for, that the Holy Spirit will continue to impact us and to lead us into this ministry because the need is great and there's no way for us to escape it. So this is the number one priority. The second thing, we would need to uh, the Lord to to continue opening doors. I, I have been praying for like three locations within the country where I want another transmis- transmitter to be established. I need three three uh, spots in the country, one in the center, another one in the, in the, in the west near Lake Chad, and the third one at the west near, near Sudan, just to spread the gospel in that, in that uh, triangle and, and, and make people know the joy of the Lord, the power of the cross, and the hope which we can find in Christ. Those are the two uh, main reasons we would request prayer around the world. I would ask our listeners to pick up on those challenges to pray about these needs, Ed, as we will pray here. But it's, it's so exciting to hear what God is doing in the present and what he might do yeah. as these additional transmitters are put into place. Yeah. Well, I'll challenge our listeners, as you said, Wayne, to pray But when you pray, try and put this image in your head. A very, very poor country, very difficult circumstances, 5,000 Christians 
praying all night. Yeah. We need that kind of passion here. Yeah, we do. Thomas, I'm going to ask that you pray. We're going to pray for those needs that you mentioned, but would you close our conversation in prayer? Uh, pray that we would learn some of this passion and lessons uh, of sharing the gospel that you are learning and um, able to pass those on to us. But would you lead us in prayer, brother? I would gladly do so. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your loving kindness, for your mercy. We love you, Father, because you first loved us. You came to us from heaven. You took our human nature and you shared our burdens. But you showed your love to us by cleansing us from our wickedness, saving us from our sins. Father, thank you for this opportunity to know you and to present you, introduce you to this dying world around us. Bless your name, Father, for the ministry of FEBC and for the ministry of my brother uh, Wayne and all those who would spread the gospel around the world. Thank you, Father, for all those who are part of this great uh, mission, this great adventure, spreading the gospel until everyone would hear it and submit their life to the Christ, the risen Lord. Bless your name, Father, as you are able to answer all the needs and to supply according to your riches. Thank you, Father, for other opportunity and those places that need you, Father, you have the way and you will make it happen for people to come to the knowledge of Christ. Bless your name, Father, for this opportunity. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thomason, what a joy to be with you. What a wonderful prayer. I can tell you many will be praying for the furtherance of your work there uh, through FEBC and CHAD, and particularly these three stations, that they will open doors for many, many people to hear the gospel and come to faith. I look forward to seeing you again very soon, my friend. Thanks for joining us on Until All Have We will meet again by God's grace. And we, thank we, you again, Wayne, for having oh, me on my this pleasure. Show. It was wonderful I to meet you. I would sleep like, like a baby tonight. It's, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I talked to Wayne Shepherd. This yeah. is something. I uh, uh, <laughs> well, brother, uh, I, I already love you in the Lord. I really do. Amen. And it's exciting Amen. to hear what God's doing through you. So thank you so much. And listener, there you go. Did you know that the Far East Broadcasting Company has such a vital ministry on the continent of Africa, in the country of Chad, and other places as well? It's a great lesson to learn, and I, I, I hope that maybe you'll share this lesson by sharing this podcast with some other listeners as well. So, Ed, I think that'll do it for now. Thanks, Wayne. Right. Thanks, Thomason. Blessings to all of you, and uh, keep listening to Until All Have Heard. As always, you can learn more about us at febc.org. Until All Have Heard is a production of the Far East Broadcasting Company. Mm-hmm.